Okay, three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Recap, the podcast where we talk about the latest news featured on our social media pages. Uh, this is the news we've gathered that matters most to our voters, and we encourage legislators to not only listen, but to also act on what they hear. Of course, I'm your host, Joshua Hyde, and with me is our analyst, Alex Crohannon, and our writer, Anthony Arnold. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Living. <laughs> it's the only thing we can ask of you, right? <laughs> Say, uh, my uh, say, my mother used Josh. to say, "Any day above ground is a good one." <laughs> Boom! <laughs> it's a win. That is very fair. All right, so Anthony, talk to me about our polls. Yeah. So, uh, uh, as always, everybody, if you want to participate or keep up with any of the conversations about our polls, uh, head to our Facebook page. So, we ran a poll on July twenty fourth asking about immigration. Uh, the scenario was. Uh, a woman who had herself come here as an asylum seeker. Uh, she supports immigration reform, humanely deporting anyone here illegally, and believes that we can't just let anyone in because we don't know what kind of people they are. Uh, and she also believes that if some of them turn out to be bad guys, people like her who went through the process get the blame. So we asked our audience if they agree with her positioning. Uh, nearly everybody who responded, and again, thank you for your responses, uh, chose to tackle the part about immigration reform, uh, agreeing that we should reform the process and we should, you know, if possible, go after employers who are providing the motivation for some people to come here. Uh, that's the easy part of the question, though, and it's also exactly where our current immigration conversation ends. The difficult part of the question is the one that really no one chose to answer which is what do you do with the people who are already here? This is tricky, right? Because by definition, people who have come here outside the law are here illegally. And if some people choose to go through the process while others in a similar position don't, it can create bitterness and tension within the immigrant community. Obviously, there are individual circumstances, asylum seekers, refugees, things like that. But right now, there are between 10 and 13 million illegal immigrants. Uh, the question of what to do with them is the question we have to answer, because that's the tricky part of this conversation. It's the part that we need to answer uh, amongst each other. It's the part we need our politicians to answer, because at some point, we're going to have to figure out, you know, are we going to do the moral thing? Or are we going to do the legal thing? Because they, they may not always line up. And I think this is a good, a good example of they probably don't line up. Um, so if we want to fix immigration and pass reform, then we have to talk about the hard part. Uh, I also want to add on before I turn it back over to you. I think the complexity of this question explains some of Trump's support in the Hispanic community. Um, they're not a monolith, have internal divisions and diverse opinions like every other group. So as we continue to have these conversations about race, class, ethnicity, uh, it's important to remember uh, groups aren't monoliths. So don't, don't treat them as such. Uh, so that's it for our polls. Again, stay on the lookout every Friday. We put them on our Facebook page. Contribute to the conversation. Let us know what you think. So back to you, man. Absolutely. And that, that was a, an interesting question. Um, I, I, I think normally we, we are usually a bit aware of what's happening in the polls this time, but this one caught me by surprise. Um, I don't actually think that this one was one I chose to answer because I made three different answers, and I don't think I submitted either of them. <laughs> 
and or any of them. And like like you said, I mean, it's the 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 hardest part to talk about is the the aspect of what to do with the people that are already here because there's I don't think there's a good answer yep. without causing further problems in some part of the process. So yep. yeah, I mean, it, it's things like these are are really good brain teasers and they're they're very interesting things that help you know, help you see things either from a different perspective or what have you. And like Anthony said, no group is a monolith. Not everyone supports everything for the same reason. That's definitely something to be keeping in mind, keeping in mind, especially as people sharing, as people are sharing opinions on immigration, especially. Yep. Now, Alex, talk to me about our trends. Well, um, so uh, COVID-19, still a thing, still <laughs> ravaging the nation. Is that, is that like your, your, your consistent <laughs> intro, is that COVID-19 is still a thing? Y- yes, actually. What's going to happen, I, what's gonna happen when we finally beat COVID and then we have an episode? Are you going to say that COVID-19 is still a thing? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to do a little dance. <laughs> And 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 talk about something else, and it'll be great. <laughs> I I love you, Alex, and I hate this segment. <laughs> That's fair. Me too. Me too. So, um, we are currently at four point six million cases. Oh damn! Um, with uh, just under fifty nine thousand case new cases reported yesterday. Mm. Um, we're at damn. just just over one hundred and fifty four thousand deaths nationwide, with eleven 1, hundred new deaths as of yesterday. Um, we currently have nineteen states in the entire union. Um, with uh, less than forty thousand cases. Wow. It's crazy uh, that forty thousand is currently the benchmark. <laughs> yes. Can we just yes, stay below forty? Um. So uh, uh, that's incredible. Hold, hold that thought. Um. So uh, we've other countries. Okay. Uh, other countries are also seeing a um a recent surge. Uh, we, what what we what they're going to call a second wave. Um. Because um that that's what hap- like that's what happens. You like you reach a like a low number of cases, so then you think everything's back to normal, and you open up, and then um. Then there's that one case that turns into a bunch more cases again, and they have to shut everything back down. Um, and so Japan, um, who has uh, largely been considered like this, um, the gold standard of what you are supposed to do, because um, Japan never shut down. They they never stopped. They yep. uh, they never uh, implemented like these shelter at home orders that we saw in Europe and the re- and the rest of the world. Uh, they just everyone just wore masks. Um, and some people worked from home, um, and they they have been um, up until this month had been below a thousand deaths, but um, in the month of July, their uh, numbers increased from eighteen point five thousand to nearly thirty six thousand. Oh shit! That's, that's a that's yep. almost double. Shit. Yeah. Um, and so as a result, the, um, 
the country is transitioning um, back to uh, with 70% remote work and then urging people to wear their masks because in civilized countries, 18,000 new cases in a month is terrorizing, not normal. Yeah. There is yeah. something to be said there. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, additionally, and uh, I say this is another segment that I would like to move on from, but <laughs> we can't. Um, so let's talk about um, protests. <laughs> the so two the, go together. Thing. So for the 66, 66th day in a row, Protesters will be, um, as they out on the streets across the across the nation, including Portland, uh, which we talked about last. Yeah. Um, uh, fortunately, things have um, moved. The needle has moved a little on that front. Uh, the Oregon state government reached a deal with, to remove federal agents from Portland. Um, and uh, the protests have largely been peaceful since the uh, since the removal of federal agents. Yeah, that's crazy. It's almost like they were causing the problem. Mm. Uh, despite this, Homeland Security has announced that um, they're so thrilled with this um, project success that they will be moving federal agents into four cities across the nation, including Chicago and Seattle. Hmm. Mm. That's encouraging news. Of course. Um, and in response to all of this, we've also seen in per increased participation um, in those protests, uh, including um, you know, what, what are called the Wall of Moms, uh, in which um, moms, will, I say, moms uh, are wearing these um, yellow shirts, and then they're linking arms to form like a protective barrier around the... Um, like the bulk of the protesters. Um, there's also um, the uh, dads with leaf blowers. Yep. I've not seen that one. Oh, yeah. So yeah. the moms wear yellow and the dads wear orange and they come in with leaf blowers and they blow the tear gas away. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the wall of veterans. That that one I did see. Um, and there's this, there's this um, just awesome clip of a, uh, of a veteran um, um, while, uh, questioning the um, uh, Homeland Security agents, been like, "Are you familiar with the oath that you took, and you know, to protect the Constitution?" And he, there are these people who are, and he gets about halfway through his speech, and then they start tear gassing him at point blank range. Um, yeah, he he just takes it like a pro and flips them off and walks away, and it's it's um, it's a powerful clip. You it is. It really is. It yeah. And um, those are the trends, Josh. Oh. I mean, I, I guess in terms of uh, trending topics, we're going to have a consistent group of things to discuss until some kind of major change happens in the world here. But let's go ahead nope. and highlight some of the things happening on the so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go in the order of the, the most recent things presented because there's some very interesting articles on the page right now. I'm pretty sure one of them we've already talked about. Uh, this, uh, <laughs> for, for, for those who haven't seen it yet, um, it, it seems as if uh, the Brazil president's administration uh, 
was pressured to lower the ethanol tariffs as a favor for Trump's reelection campaign. Um, according to the information, uh, they're, they're targeting Iowa because it's the largest ethanol producer in the US and it could be key for Trump's reelection in terms of voter numbers. Um, one thing I saw reading the article itself is that uh, some of the pushback to it is that the US is generally looking to lower tariffs in general and that's where this is coming from. But, hmm. 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 Yeah. That seems. That Born seems unlikely. The election, huh? <laughs> Who would have thunk? Ain't that what got Trump impeached to begin with? Hmm. <laughs> Perhaps we should have removed him from office when we had the chance. Maybe. I, I mean. I so I hate that to be fair or bad to news to all of you, but um, as long as you continue to keep the electoral college. Um, this is, this is inevitable. I mean, yeah. I, we, we've already talked about how much I hate the electoral college and, and the fact that I think it, it should always just be down to a popular vote in general. But I mean, you, I'm not gonna, I'm, I, I'm not going full blown anarchist and I'm not saying burn down the entire establishment just yet. Although if this keeps up, we, we just might just might get there <laughs> you guys have anything else to say about Brazil uh, well I mean look you already said it but you, you have to impeach and remove the president uh, that's the only remedy for this it can't be November elections because it lets the president cheat for four straight years with no consequence and then you have no guarantee of fair elections like the idea of fair elections we're not going to have fair elections in November. The only the only real hope is, I, I mean, I just don't think we will. We know he has tried now with Ukraine, China, and Brazil to solicit foreign influence. The idea that he hasn't succeeded in soliciting it somewhere else is silly. Uh, or the idea that these countries aren't lying and they're actually going to help him also seems conceivable. I don't think we're going to have fair elections. I just think we have to hope that we can overcome whatever hijinks they're trying to pull. <laughs> fair. Uh, this actually, in terms of the election, this actually, uh, this, this next article that I'm going to go ahead and highlight is uh, very in relation to that. So if you guys look at the next one, uh, it's basically about how the, uh, the southern, in the southern states, suburbia uh, is growing less, less and less enamored with the Republican Party. Uh, given both the actions of Trump and some of the other things that have been happening in his cabinet as of late, especially regarding the pandemic and social issues, um, it's it's really interesting to see that these these consistent Republican support bases are now considering other options. And the, the article actually gave a really good example of someone who is who is generally who generally voted Republican throughout, it, I, as far as I read, most of her life, and now is considered or she self identifies as an independent and is now questioning who to vote for, both locally and presidentially. I think that that's very interesting because that's not something that I knew about uh, before I was uh, doing research for this episode today. Uh, it's not too surprising though, right? I mean, I don't find it too surprising. Uh, the, one, the power of shame is real. And, and, especially, and amongst, uh, his, especially amongst conser uh, conservatives, yes. Yep. 
it's a powerful force. Uh, Trump has done nothing but enable it to make to make people feel very ashamed of their support um, through his personal behavior, not his policies. His personal behavior is basically reprehensible to most people. Yeah. Um, I think I've written about that before, actually, on a separate article. Like you most have, people don't approve of actually. his personal. They don't approve of his personal behavior, and so when he keeps doing stuff. They just keep feeling shamed. <laughs> well, I'm saying, given the um, the reach and power of the Lincoln Group, like I don't, I don't feel yep. like it's really surprising at all, right? Yep, that's pretty fair. So yeah, that was that was an interesting little tidbit to think about. Um, along with that, uh, going back to the the voting process and how you don't believe uh voting would be fair <laughs> yeah come come later in this year ransomware is becoming a a more and more increasingly likely issue as we are getting there and one thing that i i mean i i considered like possible you know hacking attempts or other methods of uh other methods of interfering with election results and everything like that. But the, the thing that I thought of um, was that they would effectively like change that information. But one thing that the article highlights very well that I actually wasn't even thinking about is simply the fact that they can just put these systems down for length of time and any length of time is enough to skew the votes, especially if it's like targeted for, a certain demographic to be there or you know anything along those lines so yeah ransomware yeah something something i wasn't even considering uh until very very recently is uh possibly gonna be an issue this november well that's uh, so um, uh, to, uh stay up on like techie um youtube uh, say youtube channels but it, it was eight years ago um uh there was a a uh, guy who illustrated that he, um, in front of the person who was uh, watching the vote machine, said, "I can hack. Let's say hacked this voting machine in front of him. Four minutes. Yep. And yep. He was like, I can sh- and I say uh, how many votes you have in here. What do you want them to say? Uh, yeah. Not just that. Uh, last year. So this one. May- May have gone unnoticed. I think it went unnoticed by a lot of people. Last year, uh, Baltimore suffered a massive ransomware attack. Um, their computer systems were just completely infected. They were completely shut down. Um, and uh, it, it took them, uh, let's see, it took them days. Uh, yeah, it, it, it took them quite a while to get their systems back online. The person tried to take them hostage and uh, demand a bunch of money. They're not the first thing that's happened to. And Alex, I think, Alex has talked about this, actually. One of the problems with electronic voting is that state and local governments cannot stand up to, uh, they can't stand up to hacker attacks. This isn't the feds. This is your local state and this is your local government. And, and we saw this with TikTok. Uh, not TikTok. We saw this with Twitter. That's a massive corporation that like got hit with a big hack from a teenager in Florida. <laughs> That's like a billion dollar corporation. <laughs> um, I would be very surprised if we don't see something like this happen this fall. I'd be very shocked. 
Well, I say, I know sec uh, voting security is uh, definitely, but you were only talking like in-person ballots. We're not even talking right. about the, right. um, the, the mail, the mail-in ballots. And um, yeah, uh, I, I know, I know what it's on the article. So, uh, uh, Josh, you want to talk about that one? Uh, do, do I want to talk about how it could affect the mail-in ballots? Uh, no, I say, uh, didn't we have an article that was talking about um, uh, the actions being taken by uh, the tr um, Trump administration to undermine the uh, U.S. Postal Service, specifically, we... um, nope. specifically related to uh, ma uh, handling mail-in ballots? Yes, we yep. did, although I personally did not read it. Oh, okay. But I, I, I do know that that's a thing because uh, shortly after that article was shared, it circulated through my personal group. And there was like a brief conversation that I had with a couple of my, my Facebook friends about, um, gen really it was about Trump being Trump, but uh, the, the possibility that like mail-in ballots, while they, you know, may possibly be more secure than like, electronic ballots are still under attack uh by everybody mostly by trump and all the things that we know that he's effectively trying to do so good on you for reminding me about that that is definitely something that's been shared on this page before i just uh i yeah, didn't personally so read it so i can't the, speak um, on it right now so per the current u.s postal service uh announcement um, you need to uh, allow for 14 days, um, just to say, uh, for like sh uh, for handling and shipment, and that means that election day is not November 3rd; it's October 20th. Yep. Yep. There's a there's a there's a lot of things shared uh, around around Facebook in general. Uh, when that information came out. So that's that's definitely something to be mindful of for everybody everybody who's not going to the polls physically. Make sure you get to battle in early so it can be counted. Now, uh, the yeah. last thing I want to go ahead and touch on is uh, Biden. Since, you know, we, we, we've been talking about Trump, this conversation has been largely, um, largely about Trump. Biden, though, is uh, nearing a choice for his running mate. And as far as I've as far as I've been able to determine, uh, the the three top contenders as of right now, I believe, are Kamala Harris, uh, Karen Bass, and Susan Rice. Although I do believe the administration has, at the very least, considered about a dozen different candidates. So, what are you guys' thoughts on who's Biden, who who Biden's going to run with, and what that's going to look like? Hmm. I have complicated thoughts about it. Same. What do um, I say? What do I? Uh, what do I want? What do I think? Those are different <laughs> things. They are. <laughs> um, I think that Biden is, um, has been, and will continue to play a game with the Lincoln Group, um, and try to swing, um, more. I say more uh, centralist, light Republican. Um, groups and uh will abandon the left and the pro and progressive wing altogether uh under the logic of uh we can pick up more um you know conservative um suburb uh suburbanites 
um, and we'll just leave the progressives and the left wing um, hanging because what are they going to do? Who are they going to vote for otherwise? Yeah. Uh, his vice presidential pick is at the intersection of everything that's happening in the country. Uh, I guess uh, Fra Francine, who is everybody doesn't know, that's the the maestro behind all this. So the queen behind all the podcasts, uh, our, our eye in the sky during this. She just said that, uh, dropped a note for us, that progressives still want Warren, according to polls. But, I mean, I know I do. Yeah. But, no, 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 no. Department, say, Department of Treasury. I want her for Treasury. I'm with you, Alex, by the way. I want her for Treasury because I want her punishing literally every single uh, bad economic actor who she can get her, her say, paws on. I don't, know. So I, I don't agree I, with her I'm on a bunch of things, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Set her loose. I saw what she did with the Consumer Protection Bureau. Give her Treasury. Turn her loose. <laughs> I'm with you on that. <laughs> uh, but, so, Josh, you... There's this big idea, right, that Biden has to pick a, a black woman. Yep. Um, how do we feel about that? <laughs> um, We're going to go, what, can we keep it short? Can we keep it short? I don't know. Is it possible? It I is. find it weird. So I'll lead. I'll lead then. I'll, I'll lead first since I asked the question. I think it's really weird. I think the idea that uh, a black person is automatically a better ally for black people than anybody else is really strange to me it's really strange so like does this mean he could pick candace owens she is a black woman <laughs> for the love of god no i mean so we so so we understand that not all black women are automatically like we right could he pick condoleezza rice would that satisfy the progressive movement <laughs> no she's a qualified she's a very qualified black woman but like he can't pick condoleezza rice right so we acknowledge then that there are some limitations to this so it's, so, a, very, it's a strange idea to me it, it it is a strange idea first off like there there's no <laughs> i don't i don't know of any black person who well hang on I, I need to preface this by saying i know lots of black people who vote for black people because they're black and that is annoying <laughs> um but like, I, I think that, like, insistence on getting a black woman to be his running mate is only sending the wrong message. I don't give a damn who you run with as long as you do what I think you should be doing in that office. Doesn't matter to me what yep. they look like. Doesn't matter to me what they sound like. I just need them to actually do what, what we're wanting them to do in office. And... Uh, so we we actually see something. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna relate this back, and then we can and then we can wrap it up. But like there there's actually a very large movement um, in a lot of corporate spheres as well to like change leadership and to like bring more diversity into uh, like executive positions and things along those lines. And I feel the same way about that as I feel about this. I feel like getting them there to check a fucking box feels stupid and in no way what you should be doing. I want someone who feels like they'll do what we should be doing. I, I don't give a damn who they are. So I'm like, going to push back on that a little bit because I do. I, I, I think that it's actually, um, uh, so, so for, not particularly in the case of the vice president, 
but um, in terms of uh, diversifying boards and um, people in power is a good thing. Um, people say decisions rot from multi say from multiple viewpoints are going to be better decisions than pe than from a bunch of people with the same viewpoint. You're going That's to have fair. more robust systems because people are going to bring up, um, say they're going to think of and bring up the um, the unintended consequences of those things because they're they're thinking about it differently. Diversity of opinion is a strength, not a weakness. Yeah, but like, do you have to? I don't think you you immediately diversify the opinions by getting diversified races. Like the the if, if, if the board is full of millionaires and you get a bunch of black millionaires the same way as the white millionaires, what the fuck's the difference? But I mean, I've never been in there, so I, I can't speak on it. I don't know what it's like in a board meeting, but I, I don't feel like that makes much of a difference to me. But that's, that's uh, neither here nor uh, there. That can be a conversation for another day. Do you have something else you wanted to add, Anthony? No, nah, man. I'm going to just say, go off, son. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's all I got to say about that. But that that was a uh, recap for, for the most important things going on. Of course, as always, um, this podcast is brought to you in part by LGAC Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and of course, Pointcast News. To listen to any of our other podcasts, please go visit our website at pointcast.news, or of course, find us on Apple Podcasts. I keep saying, of course, stop doing that. Also, be sure to like us and follow us on our Facebook page, and that's exactly where we drop all these all these different things that we're highlighting, and of course, the polls, especially the polls. We really want we really want to know what you guys think about that. So definitely tune in every Friday on Facebook, and we got some interesting things to share with you. We got a bunch in the pipe or in the uh, down the pipeline, so be looking out for those. Either way, this has been Josh. Y'all have a good rest of your day. Josh out.